Larry, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. So I'm just going to welcome everybody, and before we officially welcome Larry, we are going to just do a little connection as we are doing at the beginning of every call, just for a moment. So I'm going to invite you to take a deep breath and let all the tension go, and think for just a moment about all the things you want to change in your life, maybe where you live, what you do, your relationships, or your finances, or your appearance, all the things that don't feel like they're working right now. Larry, is that in your background, that noise, or do we have a problem with the call? I knocked it off. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, and now take a moment to imagine what your life would be like if all those things had already changed. So all the things you want to have changed, they already changed. Imagine that everything is just the way you want it to be. Right this minute. Just imagine it. Just for the moment. And feel how it would feel. Do you feel any lighter or happier or freer? And if you do, notice that those lighter, happier, freer feelings are already there inside of you. Even though nothing changed yet. And open your mind to the possibility that you can find those feelings right there inside of you at any time. And with that, I, it's my pleasure to introduce Larry Crane. Larry Crane is a self-made millionaire businessman who is now devoting his life to, as far as I can tell, one single thing, which is to teach what he has named the release technique. You'll be finding out a lot about what that is on this call tonight. The release technique, which I am kind of a beginner at, but I use it a lot, it's a profoundly effective and extremely simple, maybe deceptively simple, I don't know, but extremely simple technique. Since Larry's going to be telling you all about it in just a minute, I'm going to leave all the further explanations to him. But I do want to read a quote that I believe is from Larry. It's from his website. And that is this. Everyone is looking for happiness and peace of mind, but most people are looking for those things outside of themselves in relationships, possessions, money, or success. Unfortunately, it's impossible to find peace of mind that way. To find peace of mind and happiness, you must go inside yourself, identifying and releasing the subconscious negativity and limiting beliefs that are covering up your natural potential. Once you do this, you'll discover that you already have everything it takes to do, achieve, and experience the life that you truly desire. So with that, which is a very exciting statement, um, I'm going to turn it over to Larry. And Larry, if you could start by telling us a little bit about the release technique and how the method got started. I think that would be a great place to start. The release technique is a technique of eliminating negativity on the spot. Most of us are suppressing our negativity. So when you suppress your negativity, you push it into your subconscious mind, and it remains there interfering with your health, your happiness, your success, your money-making abilities, and the like. So we don't talk about it. We show you how to do it step by step. When you look at the Internet and various books that are out there, they say when you're negative, be positive. When you're stressed out, relax. That's really an insult to our intelligence. You've got to show me how to do it. Don't tell me to do it. And the problem is most of these things are talking about it, and they never show you how to do it. And we show you step by step how to get into the menu of your mind and remove what's bothering you. It was developed by a man called Lester Levinson, who in 1956, at the age of 42 years old, had a second massive heart attack. Lester was a physicist and an engineer, and he graduated in those days at Rutgers University at the age of 17 years old. 
So he was a brilliant guy, but there he was, had a second massive heart attack at the age of 42 years old, and the doctor sent him home to die. It was so serious that they told him that it was a bad idea to bend down and tie his shoelaces. He should get loafers. Wow. So he went home, and he said to himself, you know, the experts can't help me, so I better find a way to help myself. And what scientists do and physicists do, they go back to the drawing board. They erase whatever formula they have, and they start from the beginning. So he started to examine his life, and he noticed that at times in his life when he was negative or loving, not looking for love, rather, that he was ill. And at times when he was loving and positive, he was well, which wasn't often, by the way. He had every illness known to mankind at one time or other. So he started to examine his life, and he started. He said to himself, if I can get rid of my non-loving feelings or my negative feelings, could I get any better? <clears throat> and he stumbled into a natural technique that we call releasing that everybody does, except we forgot. It's like a lost art. And he started to get rid of his non-loving feelings, and within a couple of months' time, he was totally cured. Never saw another doctor for the next 40 years. He was the most vibrant, healthy person you ever met in your whole life. And uh, and at the same time, it is true that the law of the universe is positive attracts positive and negative attracts negative. The difference is we'll show you how to do it, not talk about it. Mm. And uh, And so at the same time, once he fixed his body, his whole body was positive. He radiated positive. He radiated love from his body, which is why his body was healed. So at the same time, he became a multimillionaire without having to do anything, just being positive. Then he spent the rest of his life helping others find out what he found out. Now, I was looking for answers. I grew up in the Bronx in, in, in a relatively poor family. My father was a wonderful man who worked six and a half days a week to put food on our table. He was a small retailer. And um, he always told me if I could make $100 a week, I would have died and went to heaven. And so I put myself through school, working lots and lots of jobs. And when I graduated college, I noticed some of my friends were making lots of money riding in limousines and all the other stuff. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm just as smart as they are. I'm just as good as they are. So I got to be this aggressive guy, like, get out of my way. I'm taking what I wanted. And I climbed my way to the top. I had a 10-room duplex apartment in Manhattan. I was a, I was running a multimillion-dollar company. I was partners with billionaires. One of my partners was in the White House and in the, in the, one of Nixon's administrative assistants. And um, I had a beautiful wife. I had all the toys. And one day Time Magazine wrote an article about me. When I came home to the penthouse, it was a Friday evening, and I thought of jumping for two hours. Wow. Here I had everything the world says is going to make you happy, and <laughs> you feel miserable. I know what happened to an Elvis Presley and Michael Jackson and Tiger Wood. You get everything the world says is going to make you happy, you're still unhappy. You don't know what to do. Fortunately, I, I was too hyper, so I never turned to drugs. I tried it a couple of times, and it didn't have any appeal to me at all. It didn't do anything to me. I'm waiting for something to happen. And so I never went in that direction. If you go in that direction, you get caught up in it, and then you can't get out of it. And this is what happens to these people. I never went in that direction. And so I seriously thought of jumping, and then I, too, started to examine my life. I, I noticed that, well, what was life about is the first question I asked. And the answer came, I don't know what it's about. And what am, what am I doing on the planet? 
And the answer was, what I'm doing on a planet is I'm just making money, and I wasn't focusing on anything else, and I didn't even enjoy it. And I didn't even appreciate all the things that I was doing. I had doubts about it. I'm sitting behind this huge table in the 30th floor of, of 299 Park Avenue, and always thinking, what am I doing here? It's the weirdest thing. What am I doing? I didn't really <clears throat> believe it. And uh, and so I decided to find an answer that I didn't want to jump. And I said, i got to find an answer. I wasn't open for t- yoga and TM. and I probably wouldn't have even talked to myself the way I am today. But I was looking for answers, and my wife talked me into some new age course. And I went in there, and I just started. As, the only thing I found out is that maybe I wasn't as nuts as I thought I was. And yeah, I didn't see anybody. A lot of people there. I didn't see anybody. They they talked about love. I didn't see anybody acting in a loving way. Uh, they, a lot of them were exhausted and tired, and uh, screaming and yelling and clapping and all the other stuff. And I'm just, well, what are they doing? And so I still stumbled around for a couple of years. And one day I actually released and didn't realize it. I just let go and I said, okay, I don't care. If I, and because all these people were always asking me about that I take this course, that I read this book, and I didn't see any improvement in them. And I'm looking at them, and they're telling me about this, and I'm screaming inside, I just want out of my hell. Don't tell me about this book, and don't tell me about this course, especially when it doesn't look like it worked for you at all. But one day I came back to my penthouse after taking another New Age course and still deciding I'm not going to jump, and then I said, you know, <clears throat> if I have to learn every course under the planet and read every book on the planet, I'll do it. And without realizing that, that was a big release. I let go of resisting. That very morning, a man came into my office and told me about the release technique and introduced me to Lester that afternoon. And from then on, my life changed, totally changed. Now, I'll tell you when you've done the releasing so you know that everybody does it. The problem is you forgot how to do it. Johnny and Jimmy are five years old. They're in the backyard. They're having a great time. And all of a sudden, Johnny steps on Jimmy's foot, and the next thing, they're fighting. And two minutes later, they're back giggling. If that happens to us, sometimes we don't talk to each other for 20 years. We forgot how to let it go. Animals know how to release better than we do. You step on a cat's paw, it meows for half a second, and then it goes about its day. It doesn't go around complaining, looking and see what that... My owner did, stepped on my foot. What a jerk. It doesn't do that. Just very in the now. In the now, you see. So that's one of the that's one of the elements of releasing to be in the now. Anybody that's studying in the area in this area is looking for the now. I could totally wrote a book about it. Right. Um we could show you how to be in the now. It's not that difficult. The problem is you have to quiet your mind. And what you said at the outset, I wrote a quote, you must quiet your mind. Peace of mind doesn't mean a noisy mind, a busy mind. It means a quiet mind, totally quiet. You don't get peace of mind by marrying somebody. You don't get peace of mind by finding the perfect mate. You don't get peace of mind by being a multimillionaire. You don't get peace of mind by being famous. Take a look at all these people who are rich and famous and see what they're doing. Actually, Did Michael Shuffle. Jackson have peace of mind? Did Elvis Presley have peace of mind? Did Tiger Wood have peace of mind? They don't. And did they get it by acquiring a beautiful wife and, and all the adulation and the, and the talent? They didn't get it that way. You must get it inside, not outside. 
You must quiet your mind. And we show you how to quiet your mind. And when you quiet your mind, you become powerful. <clears throat> and the more information and the more books you read, the more you, you're piling in a bunch of junk that's not helpful to you because you're making your mind noisier. So real learning is not, can you get a Ph.D. in swimming? No. The only way you can get a Ph.D. in swimming is to swim. you got to get in the water. Knowing it intellectually is not helpful at all. And there's so many of us that know everything intellectually about the Course of Miracles, about the, about the, <clears throat> about the secret. Okay, great, the secret. Well, so the law of the universe is positive, positive and negative. Good. Well, how do you do it? Well, so this technique really it. is the technique you're saying is not about. It's not about learning about the technique or even learning how to do it, but actually just getting started and doing it. It's showing you how to do it. Mm. And Plato and Socrates, the two world's greatest teachers, they taught by experiential means. You can't learn how to play baseball by reading a book. You can't learn how to play the violin by reading a book. You have to learn how to do it. Very yep. true. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So one of the elements is being in the now, being present. Is there what else? What, what else? Well, is what happens is, dear, what, is when you when you get rid of what bothers you, your mind gets quieter. And you start experiencing more of peace of mind, and the quieter you are, the calmer somebody is, the more capable they are in making decisions. The more agitated they are, the less capable they are in making decisions. You've seen somebody get agitated and they're shooting their mouth and they're shooting their mouth off and they're saying the wrong things. So when you're releasing oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it used to happen to me all the time. I used to practice tantrum yoga. And I didn't like it, but I didn't know what to do about it. I used to be screaming at the top of my lungs 20 times a day, every day. And it wasn't that I wanted to do it. I just didn't have the tools to to change it. I didn't know what to do about it. Since I learned the technique, I don't scream and yell anymore. We feel like, I think we feel like screaming is a kind of release. Actually, it doesn't release whatever has us screaming. So when we're releasing through the release technique, what is it that we're releasing? We're not just letting off steam, obviously. No, it's not expressing. I'll tell you. See, there are three things that people know about feelings, three things we do with it. The most prevalent one is expressing yourself. So if you express yourself and and say you're a good screamer, but somebody you run into is a better screamer, then what did you do with the remaining energy? Or if they start crying and you feel bad, then what do you do? So the most prevalent thing really is suppressing. That's what we're doing, mostly suppressing. And then some people are expressing themselves. It all leads right back into suppressing. Then the other thing we want to do with our feelings is escape. We're experts. This is a planet of experts escaping, trying to escape. The noise, the music gets louder and louder, as you know. Every day gets by, it gets louder and louder. What are they trying to do? They're trying to drown out the noise of the mind. And you can't drown it out. It's a smoking, so they're trying drinking, to do the that. Shopping, and they're, they're, they're shopping, they're drinking, they're overeating, they're going to the, running around, they're doing drugs, train, all that stuff. It doesn't get rid of that. It just temporarily knocks you out. So with this technique, it, you get rid of what's bothering you and you begin to have peace of mind and you begin to start feeling the joy that's inside you all the time. And it's never outside you. It's not in a bottle. It's not in, a, in, a, in some, some some grass. It's not in a, in a person. It's not. 
So are these emotions <clears throat> somehow stuck in our body? What what happens when we're suppressing mm-hmm. stuff? You're right. It gets it's like a virus. I told you, mind works like a computer. Garbage in, garbage out. So a mind built a computer. So if you know anything about computers, a mind works exactly like a computer. And so if you have a virus in your computer, the virus can't function properly. The computer can't function properly. And putting more information in the computer doesn't get the virus, get the virus out. Mm-hmm. So if I buy a computer in a store, when I get it, it's working beautifully. But along the way, I pick up some viruses, and then it gets hampered and slows down. I don't go put anything in. I take it back to the store, and I have the guy clean the computer out, and then it works fine. I don't put anything else in. I remove it. I don't hypnotize myself. Uh, Think positively all you want. You can keep doing that all the time. It doesn't really get you. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't work. But the underlying programming is still there. It's sabotaging you. So if you don't know how to get into the subconscious mind, it's a daunting task to try to get to be free, to get to be happy. But with the technique that Les has discovered, it's really easy to do. We have five-year-olds doing it. And as you said at the outset, if it has a problem, it's too simple. But the best things in life are simple, not complicated. If something's complicated, it can't be good. It has to be simple. You talk you talk to somebody like Eckhart Tolle, if you listen to him, many of you probably have. He's very simple. He doesn't have a complicated thing. He's simple. The problem is, it's so simple, what he's trying to tell you, that most of us can't understand what he's saying. Mm. How to get into the now. So what Lester found is a way to do it, to show you how to do it in a very practical way. And I know that Eckhart Tolle heard about the release technique, he would join us putting it out because he really is looking for a way to help people go free. And he had an experience where he said he killed his mind. It meant he, his mind went totally quiet. He was highly agitated the way he described himself, um, very frustrated and very suppressed. And one day it just happened to him. Now, this could happen in seconds to, to people. It depends. He was depressed and all the other stuff. We show people how to get rid of anxiety, depression, bipolar, and all this stuff in seconds, in, in, in minutes, in weeks. Get rid of it, gone, without having taken pills and talking to somebody. Who well, Look, if I have, if my mother put a carrot in my ears when I was three years old and I'm still mad about it, do I want to understand why she did it? What would it do for me to do that? Why would I want to analyze it? I just want to pull, if I have a splinter in my finger, I just want to pull it out. I don't want to know... How long I got it, who gave it to me, why they give it to me, what color is it? It doesn't matter. I just want to take a tweezer and pull it out. And with the technique, you just remove it, and it's gone. you got to realize and be discriminating <clears throat> that if somebody did that to you, it's because they didn't know what they were doing. End the game. Why analyze it? You talk and, in your tapes a lot about, about how we try to figure things out. And, you know, it seems like... You repeat it a lot, but mm-hmm. every time you repeat it, <laughs> when, I, when I'm when i listening, every time I hear it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm still doing well, that. It, still trying ha- to figure it out. It's a habit, but if you're figuring it out, it's a sure sign you don't know. And yet we keep doing it. Some people are doing it for 30 years, asking the mind over and over and over again for an answer that it doesn't have. 
Now, if I ask you what your name is, what your telephone number is, who your mother and father are, you, you have that in your, info, in your in your mind. You can give it to me. Correct. But to try to access something that isn't there is silly. And that's it's what looking figuring looking out looking. is. We're trying to look for something in the computer you're saying that really isn't yeah. you know, it's not there. This planet is so brilliant that we send people to school to develop their minds. They shouldn't be developing their minds. What good does algebra do for you unless you're an engineer? You want to go further for engineering or architecture. What, what does it do for you? Geometry really helps me in my life. <laughs> I think a lot of people want to know that. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I in this algebra class? Oh, yeah. And, and you know what they say? You're developing your mind. There's a parable in the Bible about that. It says in the beginning, Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden. What did they do? What did they do for a living in the Garden of Eden? Did they have a job? Was there wars? Were they getting physically examined? Did they need an insurance policy? What did they do? They had a great time. And then what happened is, they went and they ate the apple of knowledge. Most people don't even know what that means. It's a parable. It means they started to think. And as soon as they started to think, they got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. King Hill Abel has been downhill ever since. It did not say when they ate the apple of knowledge, they got into the Garden of Eden. It said when they ate the apple of knowledge, they had to leave. You see? Yeah, and what also happened was the ego got born. So they started doing that judging thing that you were talking about, you know, looking right. at themselves all the time, looking at each other, blaming, judging, figuring it out. You know, who, whose fault is it? How can I get out of this? Okay, ego is just a recording in your mind that you put in, and you're the computer programmer, and you don't know it. So pretty soon you you get convinced that I'm supposed to listen to this thing that's playing in my head. I don't know where it came from, but I have to listen to it. It's not my body; it's somebody else's body. So when it hurts, I'm supposed to I'm subject to it. But somebody who learns how to master their mind and their body knows that they don't that they created that thing and they don't have to listen to it, and they're not subject to their body or their mind. That they in fact created it. And, and if they created think... it, then they can uncreate it. That's the difference. That's what being realized means. Realize what you are. It's the opposite of being a victim. Oh yeah, for sure. Have you found in your work that people can also release physical symptoms? Oh, we have people getting rid of every illness you ever heard of in your life. Cancers, bipolar, Lyme disease, Parkinson's. There's a lady, Sonia Trista. She's in her 80s. She was ready to die. They had told her she had Parkinson's. She took the course. Two weeks later, she was starting to exercise. She laughed at the doctors. Five years later, she's going every three times a day, to the, to the, uh, three times a week to exercise. She's in her mid-80s. Wow. No Parkinson's. And we have lots and lots of, of people things. like that. Yeah, they don't know. Look, <clears throat> when you talk to a doctor, let's examine it and be clear about it. The doctor went to medical school. Did he study health? No, he studied medicine. So when you go to a doctor, you might as well be going to the pharmacist. He's going to diagnose you and then give you a medication because he doesn't know how to fix it. And the medication hardly ever, ever, ever fixes it unless you think it does. Now, every piece of medicine that comes out to the FDA, FDA <clears throat> has to have a placebo test. Placebo test is 50% of the people get a white sugar pill. They don't know it. And 50% get this junk that they're putting out. And 50% of it works and 50% of it doesn't work. 
Read all the studies. Go on the Internet and find out about that. So why don't the drug companies put out placebo? <clears throat> There's no money in it. So you're saying the placebos work as well as the actual medication? I'm not making that up. Just go look on the Internet and you'll see it. I've heard heard some studies like this. I don't know the statistics. Every drug has to have a placebo pill uh, test. That's a test. I heard that there was a guy who drank a vial of cholera cholera germs because he I think it was cholera because he didn't believe in the germ theory and he was fine. Nothing happened to him. Well... I can tell you that I've experimented with that stuff, and, and, and it's all a mental thing. If you think you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. If you think you're not, you're not. Now, one of the first things that Lester told me when I first met him was Lester had no limitations. And I wasn't used to hanging around somebody who had no limitations, and he didn't have an ego, so he didn't go around bragging, except you just watched him what he did. For example, his mid-'70s, he was running around playing tennis, and we were huffing and puffing. He just didn't have any limitations. And he told me, when I first met him, he told me that there's no such thing as a germ. Well, in those days, I was a hypochondriac. If you sneeze on a telephone, I'd probably catch a cold. I had every allergy known to man. I had ulcers, migraine, headaches, you name it. I was headed for a heart attack, for sure. And so when he told me that, I thought to myself, what is he talking about? No such thing as a germ? He must be nuts. I was a doctor's dream. So I walked away from the meeting having learned the technique, and I applied myself. I said, well, if he's right, and that's what I love about the method, you don't have to believe a word we're saying. You prove it to yourself. Just test it and watch it, and you'll you'll get proof of it, that there are no limitations at all, only mental limitations. So I applied the technique, and I have not seen a doctor professionally in 35 years. I wouldn't go near one of those guys with a 400-foot pole. 35 years? Right. Wow. I couldn't care care less if the whole room had the bubonic plague. It wouldn't matter to me at all. I don't catch it. Because there's there's only one thing that's catching. There's one thing that's catching in the whole world. It's fear. Now, look what these guys are doing, the pharmaceutical companies. The last thing they ever cured was polio. You got any idea how much that cost them? Billions of dollars. They're never going to do it again because they're a business and they're on the stock exchange. And it, there's no money in curing things. The money is in coming up with more and more problems. I wish I didn't agree with you, but I do. Okay. <laughs> but you're saying something very, very uh, provocative or, you know, if it's true, it's very powerful. I say you're don't saying, believe I think, Hold on a well, second. I, I think you're saying... I tell, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're saying that you can deal with absolutely everything yes. through the mind, just right. through the mind. Correct. So are you out there taking vitamins and doing alternative medicine protocols and so forth, or are you just maintaining your health through your releasing? Yeah, well, why would I want to do that? Let me ask you a question so you, I can help you discriminate, right? Okay. What kind of consciousness does a pill have? You go to a doctor and you got gout, <laughs> right? And he says, here, yeah. take this pill. That's going to fix your gout. you got gout in your left foot, right? Okay. Does the pill know where to go to your left foot? Uh, I it couldn't possibly not. know where to go. However, if you think it's going to help you, it does. And if you think it doesn't, it doesn't. That's it. It's so simple. It doesn't know where to go. When they put this chemotherapy in people's bodies, it kills every cell. Now, I would never tell somebody who was taking chemotherapy what I just told you. 
because if you think it helps them, in spite of the fact that it's poison, it's killing every cell. However, if they think it's going to help them, it does. And most of the people, it doesn't. They don't think it. So, so it's, it's all, not, so, Go ahead, Larry. Sorry. It has to do, all has to do with your thinking. It seems to me, though, that if that's true, and even using your example of people of the placebo effect and how uh-huh. drugs work, it yeah. seems that it's not just what people are thinking in their conscious mind. It seems like it's what they're believing in their unconscious mind, as well. Is that true? Well, bo- both. See, the subconscious mind is very, very misunderstood. We think we know what's in our subconscious mind, but you don't know. It means it's you don't you're unconscious about it. So what happens is that the the you are the sum total of your conscious and subconscious thoughts. So you see some people are always negative and bitching and complaining, pardon the expression, and all that stuff. And they still have a lot of toys. And they don't seem to be outwardly positive, yet they have. Subconsciously, they have more positive thoughts than the negative thoughts. And then you got some people who are so loving and praying and doing all these lovely things. I mean, they have no toys. Most of the people, or a lot of the people in the spiritual path, are usually practicing an out-of-cash experience. Out of cash experience. Yeah, out of cash experience. So are you equating money with uh, with things with being emotionally more clean? The, clear, more? the clearer you are, the more positive you are, the more toys you have. It doesn't have anything to do with hard work. If hard hard work had anything to do with making money, a ditch digger should be rich. Mm-hmm. It it has to do with your consciousness. So if you think, I mean, Henry Ford said, if you think you can, you can, and if you think you can't, you can't. The difference is, how do you get to a place where you think you can? And if you're thinking, I can't, you can't. However, you can get rid of that I can't and turn that I can't into an I can. And when you do that, then things come to you without moving a muscle. You get back to the Garden of Eden. So somehow the people who, even if they're negative and complaining all the time, somewhere in their conscious, subconscious minds, they think that they can. They have more powerful subconscious thoughts even though outwardly they're complaining and everything else. <clears throat> and they seem to be negative. So how long how long did it take you when you started with Lester? How long did it take you to get to the place where you were healthy, where you where you weren't complaining, where you felt, you know, that life had meaning and you were happy? How, how was that process? Well, once you had the tools to deal with anything, and this course, you can do anything with it. It works on anything. So what happens is it just keeps working and getting clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. So I started to use it, and it was foreign to me. And, you know, it's like when a baby first learns how to walk, but it's determined to walk, and one day something clicks, and then you start walking. So at first it was it was different to me, and I started to feel better. But I was on shaky ground, but I kept applying myself. And then it got better and better and better, and then miracles started to happen to me in areas that just were absolutely impossible. And all of a sudden, it would just turn around. Like what? And, huh? Like what? Can you give us? Some well, I don't know. Some of them are so pretty far out. I don't know. If you oh, would. come on, share one. Believe me, let me see if one. Let me think of one that happened to me. That well, you could. We were talking earlier about influencing people. Right. And one day. I was standing there on, a, on 42nd Street, Manhattan, complaining to Lester about me getting screwed. 
and I was telling him about this time and that thing and that thing, and he turned around and he said, it was simple to Lester, and he said, well, if you're getting screwed, you got screwing on your mind. <laughs> I said, what? I'm a nice guy. I'm not thinking about screwing anybody. What are you talking about? He says, look for it. And then he left me alone, see, because he's into showing you, not talking about it. So I went home. I started to make a list of all the times I got screwed. I thought I got screwed. There was always similar people. There was a lawyer involved. There was some people that were very similar, except <clears throat> the faces changed. And so I started to use the technique to get rid of these, these negative thoughts. And what I was thinking was, if you don't do what, what you said you're going to do, this is what I'm going to do to you. And there's where I had that, that screwing on my mind, see? Mm. And we, we don't realize it, but everybody is a sending and receiving signal. So you can flash your teeth all you want and smile at somebody, but if you're thinking they're a jerk, they're picking it up, and you might as well tell them they're a jerk for all that matters. You're just kidding yourself. Wow. So if you get rid of those negative feelings, the next thing you have very positive thoughts about that person, even an enemy. You just have very positive thoughts about that, and they pick it up and they're nice to you. They can't do enough for you. And how do you switch those thoughts from positive, from negative well, to positive? Well, we learn you learn the release technique. I wrote a book that you can get on Amazon. Only place you can get it. It's called How to Love Yourself and Let the Other Person Have It My Way. How to Love Yourself and Let the Other Person Have It My Way. It's twelve bucks on the, on the Amazon. It'll give you a very very good taste of what we're talking about. That's so that means when you, if you love yourself, the other person ends up loving you also, or yeah, what you put out, what, whatever you put out is what you get back. What you put out is what you get to keep. You put so what out happened hatred, after? You get to keep that. What happened after you did this exercise? You know, looking for the looking for the problem in yourself. What happened with those relationships? It stopped. The whole thing stopped. They stopped getting screwed. I don't have a lawyer in my life. I had haven't haven't had one in thirty years. Before that, I was always running there. And he was a thousand percent right. I was my thinking was all wrong. I wasn't very trusting. I wasn't trusting anybody, and I definitely wasn't trusting myself. And when you are thinking I'm going to get screwed, guess what? You're advertising to get screwed because somebody's looking to screw somebody, picks you up and comes in on you. You heard the expression "opposites attract." Yeah. It's not right. Likes attract. Likes attract. When I used to fight all the time, he used to say, give me a good fight. I would fight so I didn't ever have to feel my lower feelings. I didn't like to feel the apathy and the grief, so I'd pick not one fight but three fights. And I always had somebody to fight with. Once I let go of it, I don't, I'm not interested in fighting. I only, people, Nice people come in on you. I'm into love. So loving people come in. There's no more fighting going on. And it only takes one to fight, not two. If I don't fight, there's no fights. Most of us don't know that. And this is so powerful. You can have the tools to master your life, master your universe, master your health. And it's a fantastic thing. It's called a release technique. And we we have a course called the Abundance Course, which teaches the release technique. It comes on 10 CDs and 5 bonus CDs. It comes with a workbook. It comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And you get this, and you get free coaching. Nobody does that. We don't charge you for it at all. You get to have a telephone number, and I have a staff of people that I've trained that will talk to you and help you if you get stuck. I understand that people can even reach you for coaching if they want. I, I can do that, yeah. I, 
know I know a friend of mine who first told me about the release technique told me that he called you and you were very good with him. You were right there in your office waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I want to say something about that too, Larry, because I, I, I don't want to I don't want to take too much time away from what you're sharing with us. But I yeah. I want to share my own experience. I am an amateur, but mm-hmm. um, but the it, the technology does seem to be amazing. I can hear from this that I have to take it to another level, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the tapes just take you through one step after another, and it's not a lot of explanation. It's all experiential. It's really Larry saying, asking you questions, leading you through it, tape after tape after tape from one aspect to another aspect, and um, there is a tremendous amount of support that goes with that also, which tells me that you know, you, you're not in it anymore for the money. I guess you did your money thing a long time ago, but um, there are free calls every Wednesday night. I know that. Sometimes I can get on them and... Uh, and also, there is free coaching, which I have used on occasion. You call, you call one of the people, you call the number, and they actually walk you well, through your issue. Here's the story. <clears throat> Here I am. I grew up in the Bronx. I just told you I didn't trust people, unless it told me I was screwing my mind. So I'm hanging around Lester for six years. He always was here with for me. He was the nicest guy you ever met. But it was too good to be true. I thought, you know, i got to watch this guy because someday he's going to probably try to put his hand in my pocket. <laughs> and one day I took one of his advanced courses and I realized who I was hanging out with. See, he had no ego. He was a very simple man. He didn't ride around in a fancy car. He lived in a nice, simple house. Life was simple for him. All he did was every every morning people that wanted to talk to him met him at a, at a breakfast a place on 67, 57th Street in New York City. And he just sat around and he talked to people. Mm-hmm. He didn't want anything from them. If they knew he was going to be there, they came there every morning. So what happens is if you know that you have everything, why would I want to cheat you? If you know that you could get anything and everything, why would anybody want to treat, cheat? Why would you want to treat, cheat anybody? Why would you want to take anything when you can get it yourself? So what is your, what is your own vision? What, if you have, you're, obviously you must have one. You have, a, you have, you put your heart, mind, time, everything into this, into spreading this work. So when you imagine your goal or your vision fulfilled, what does it look like? Well, let me tell you about that. See, I've, I've had a number of very successful careers. A lot of them using the release technique. I became, I came out to Hollywood for a week, for two weeks, to help one of my friends who was a, a big celebrity. And the next thing he got me to be his partner, and all of a sudden I had a second career. And before you know it, I was managing Joan Collins and Shirley Jones and a whole bunch of people like that. And with no experience, just by releasing, it just happens to you. you got to know that. So you have no limitations at all. At the peak of her career, everybody was looking to sign her up, the biggest people, and she signed with me. (laughs) I know how I did that. I just sent her so much love that she signed up with me. And everybody's looking for love. So, And I was the best manager she ever had for a number of years. Then Lester decided to transcend. When somebody masters themselves, and most of us don't notice, but you don't die by accident. You decide to die. It's a decision. It's too painful here. I am done what I'm doing. I'm done. I've done everything I want to do. And then you leave. So he told me he's leaving, and he asked me to continue his work. Well, I would have been dead had I not been into Lester, so frankly, anything he would have asked me for, I would do it. And I was working with him, but not 
professionally, I would do whatever. I taught classes and so on, and I gave him. He had a nonprofit organization, and I gave him all the money, and I even paid for my own classes, and I even paid for my own tuition and my own airfare and everything. And all I did was get benefit and benefit, because the more you give, the more you get. What you put out is what you get to keep. You put out hatred, you get to keep that. You put out love, you get to keep that. But people don't know that. And so when he asked me, he told me he's leaving, and he asked me to set my ego aside and help the work go out. And I said I would. I went right home that same, the next morning, and said goodbye to my second career and said goodbye to all these people and then started to do this work, and it's the greatest thing I ever did. Anything that Lester ever did for anybody was entirely for them, not for him at all. I wasn't doing him a favor. He was doing me a favor because he had it all. When you know that, it's a wow. So what I do is I just walked away from that thing, and it's the greatest thing that I can do. Lester showed me a technique called his butt system. You sit on your rear end on your butt, and you just release the negativity. You don't have to work. You don't have to do anything. And all that happens is just things come to you. And that's been happening to me for 30 years. I never work. I wouldn't dream of it. It's me. It's ridiculous. Well, you don't now, call what you do working, but you are I'm not working. I'm not working at all. I'm doing every moment of my life. Every moment of my life, I do what I love to do. Mm. Or I don't do it. Now, most people are mostly doing things that they so-called have to do. And they don't like it. Most people don't like working. They hate it. But they're not free enough to know or to try to find out that that doesn't have to be. And to the extent that you love what you're doing, the extent that you'll be successful, and the extent that you don't love what you do, the extent that you're not successful. So you have to be positive in all aspects of one. You want to have a great relationship with somebody? You have to love them. But most people are saying, you know what? You love me, and then I'll love you. But you do it first. <laughs> so we're so nobody our... does it. Wow. And so you're talking about really a complete paradigm shift, although, again, it's very simple once you get it. But you're talking about just turning the polarity. So instead of looking for getting things, you're looking to you give. have and give things. Don't be a consumer. Be a giver. <sighs> Most people are consumers. They want they want and they want, and that would make them miserable. The more you give, the more you get. Everybody heard that, but nobody ever showed you how to be free enough to give. I'm I'd like talking, to ask, go ahead, sorry. I'm not talking about giving away the store. I'm just talking about coming from a loving place. And, I, and I'd like to, before we go further or down the line, you ask me when, I'll show you what I'm talking about. So I'll demonstrate it instead of talking about it, and I'll, I'll do it with you. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Were you going to ask me another question, or you want to do? Oh yeah, I want. Okay, yes. Okay, so uh, um, uh, this is a question from a listener, Mm -hmm. Lacey from Mexico. But it's a question that I think is really apropos to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So the listener says, so often people know what their problems are, and they're aware of options to solve their problems, but they're unwilling to do what it takes to solve the problem. And why is this? Why do we hold on to what's troubling us instead of doing what we know we need to do? And I, I just want to add to this question because, like I said, I have the abundance. I have the abundance course, have it in my house, have it on my iPod. Um, And, you know, I've done it a little bit here and there, but I haven't done it that much. And if what you're saying is true, you know, there is a certain kind of resistance that we have for doing the things that can really potentially make a huge difference. Do you have any 
thoughts on what that on what yeah, that the is? Sad, the sad part about it is most of us don't don't do anything until our rear end is against the wall. All of a sudden, you get sick, and then you start becoming a nice person. You start praying, and you start being trying to be loving. Once you get rid of the negativity before you get your back against the wall, and then you don't have to do it. I had to get my back against the wall, then I started to do something. If I didn't have my back against the wall and I wasn't so miserable, I wouldn't have looked for an answer. Now, fortunately, and I say this not not to be funny, you know, fortunately what's happening in the world is getting a lot of people's back against the wall. Mm. And then we start looking for answers. This is a way of getting answers so you could solve your whole life, never have a sick problem, never have a relationship problem, never have a money problem, get clear about what you're doing. And being in the now is not living in the past. And most of us are living in the past because you want to change what happens. And the more you want to change it, the more you're holding it in mind, and the more it keeps repeating itself over and over again. So we show you how to let go of it and be in the present moment and not being in the past. Most people are influenced by all the suppressed energy that we put in our minds and all the past, tra- past traumas that we have, and it's influencing us moment to moment. That's true. And so if you can get rid of it, it no longer influences you. That lady, she knows what to do, but she can't do it. Well, you know what? She's not mastering her mind. She's not mastering her body. Her computer is running her, and she doesn't know how to get out of it. And you want to hear the funniest thing? Most of us are going to ask our computer, our ego, how to get out of the problem when the ego is the thing that caused the problem. It's like getting on the back of an alligator and expecting it to take you across the river. It's not your friend. All you guys that are listening, including yourself, dear, ask yourself how often your mind tells you things are nice. Not too often, if at all. And yet... We're listening to this thing. Does it ever tell you not? Does it ever let, how many people really ever stop and smell the roses? Not many people. Always not looking at enough. what's wrong. Not what's good. What's wrong? We're like fixing machines. Or we it's try to be. ego doing it. It's looking for negativity. Eats negativity. If there was a positive television show or a positive news show or a positive newspaper, nobody would read it. I was actually told that by a reporter once when I, right. I asked him to. He said nobody's interested in positive, positive right. take on things. That's not news. Right. You know why there's traffic jams and the, the freeways? Because everybody stops and watches somebody. If they just continue to drive, there'd be no traffic jam. We like it. Then you got something to talk about. You know what happened today? I saw this guy's head fell off. And, uh, it's horrible. <laughs> blah, blah. What does it do for anybody? So, so the drama. Someone, it's, it sounds like yeah. that drama is just another. Another one of those like suppressive behaviors, like smoking, shopping, you know, what you talked about before. Okay, well, look, I told you likes attract. The ego is a negative thing, and it likes to attract negativity to it, so it empowers itself by negativity. When you start loving, ego goes away, quiets down, and disappears. Well, even the ego wants to be loved. But the more you hate it, the more you empower it, the more you empower it. So you're really it's food tra- is negativity. It's food is negativity, not love. The minute you love it, it quiets down and, and eventually goes away. Which, which reminds me of what you said when you started this conversation. You said that most people suppress things, and even right. when they express, they end up suppressing more. So it sounds like you're saying that we really have to bring up all the things that we suppress and really start to get okay with ourselves and accept ourselves, and then yeah. 
that's the first step in turning the whole process around. Right. Just like if you had a virus in your computer, you got to take the virus out if you want it to work right. You don't take it out, it never works right. It's exactly the same thing. And the funny thing about it, it's not that difficult. And you don't have to analyze it. You just take it out. It's very fast, quick, and simple. We've had, we teach five-year-olds how to do this course. And they use it really big time. And do you find your your clients and students getting the same kind of results that you got or that Lester got? Yeah, I, most of them do. It's it's not it's it's not. I'm not a guru. I don't want to be a guru. Guru spell, spells G U R U. So we show you how you <laughs> become your guru, not me. And the long and short of it is, uh, you're filling up your computer with garbage, and you're the one who can empty it out. So. It isn't anything that I, I'll show you what Lester showed me, but then you have to do it. So I don't fix anybody. I give you the tools to fix yourself. And the, so, the sad part about it is most of the people on the planet want somebody to fix them. And they're going to wait forever for somebody to fix them. You put it in, you take it out. And you're the only one who can take it out. Nobody else can take it out for you. There's a funny story that some big deal psychiatrist who was teaching a psychologist who was teaching at a big university and everybody was complaining about their mother. Mothers usually get a bad rap from everybody. So he said, all right, I'll tell you what, class, everybody's rapping their mother. What I'd like you to do is bring your mother in to see me. I'll fix her and you'll feel better. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's going on. Somebody wants everybody, the doctor should fix you. You know, I'll tell you one quick story, and then I'll give you a demonstration of what we're talking about. Okay. There's a website called releasetechnique.com slash APA report, APA report, <clears throat> releasetechnique.com slash APA report. Our regular website is releasetechnique.com, and if you want to find out about the course and everything else and the course, and there are live classes, and there are books, and there are um, um, CD sets, that's the fastest and easiest way to learn it. You go to the releasetechnique.com and you can learn it that way. We put up but, a link to that on the we, on the class website okay. as well. Yeah. Great, thank you. So, in this thing, they put some cameras in front of the psyche. The 2006 American Psychiatric Association's convention, and as the doctors walked into the convention with the cameras on, they asked the doctors, "Have you ever cured anybody?" Not one of them said yes. They laughed sheepishly. But they not one of them watch it. You'll see it. They didn't. Not one of them said yes. Then they said, "Okay, you're diagnosing people with anxiety and, and depression and so on. Have you ever physically examined them? No. Well, how do you know they're depressed and they have anxiety? Well, we just decide. Then they said, "I I never heard of such a thing. About six or seven years ago, we never heard of a thing called bipolar. Is there a cure for bipolar?" No. No cure. Well, we never heard about that. Can you tell me uh, what happened? How did it happen? They said, uh, yeah, we we took a vote inside the building, made up the name. They don't physically examine you. So how would they know if you're depressed or you have depression or anxiety? And their cure is you come and see me and talk to me forever. And uh, I medicate you. Those that are being medicated with depression and anxiety and all that stuff, they rarely ever get over it. 
They get hooked on that stuff. With this thing, you can get rid of it in days with the release technique. No more medication. People who are heavily medicated don't get meditated any, medicated anymore. So having said all of that stuff, let's <clears throat> let me show you how to do it. Okay. Okay. Is there one method, or is there more than one way to do it? Does it matter? Well, uh, I've I heard you explain I, it different ways. That's why I'm asking the question. I, I can't show you how to do it all in one shot. I'm going to give you a little taste of it and hope your audience will follow along. Okay. <clears throat> but um, let's just start. Do you have a? And you don't even. I, the, the thing is, you don't even have to tell me what it's about. When you take a live class with us, we give corporate classes. We don't ask you what it's about. Who cares? It's not about, oh, your poor baby, and everybody comes around and hugs you and all that stuff. That's not what we do at all. We show you how to get in touch with the subconscious mind and remove the negativity. Finished. Okay. Then it's gone. I don't need to know what it is. I'm not interested in it. I don't need to know your story. It doesn't mean anything at all. It's a waste of time. It's just energy, unless it was a physicist, and he knew how to deal with energy. <clears throat> so... Is there some area of your life you've been trying to figure out how to how to resolve a problem you have? I don't need to know what it is. It doesn't even yes. matter. Yes. You, right. Okay. Ask your friend your mind if it knows how to resolve the problem. And I'll ask your audience to follow along for themselves. So ask your mind if it knows the, uh, how to resolve the problem. It, it does not know. And yet how long you've been asking for? A long time. A few years. Can you see how silly that is? It's like looking at an empty file cabinet for an answer over and over again. There's no answer there. It's There's silly. no answer. I guess it's silly, except you keep thinking that you'll find an answer if you look well, hard enough. Well, there isn't an answer. There's no answer. Nobody ever finds it. It's empty. All right? But one of the things it does tell you, our friend, our ego, tells you to beat yourself up about it, doesn't it? Yes. How does that help you at all? Not. And who's been doing it? <clears throat> I, we. All right, so if you're doing it and it doesn't resolve the situation, now you need to make a decision. I'm going to be positive and love myself, or I'm going to be negative and beat myself up. What do you decide? <clears throat> if, you are a, if you're a smart person who wants to live, you decide to be positive and love yourself. Okay, so now you need to make a decision. And what if I told you that life is a decision, period? And you're the boss, and you can make any decision you want. So you make a decision to be sick, you get sick. You make a decision to be well, you be well. You make a decision to be rich, you get rich. You get make a decision to be poor, you're poor. It's accordance with your thinking. So could you let go of disapproving yourself since that's not accomplishing anything? Yes. And could you let go of disapproving of yourself a little bit more? <clears throat> yes. And a little bit more? Yes. And a little bit more? Yes. And more? And a little bit more? Yes. And a little bit more? Yes. And more. Yes. And more. Yes. And more. Yes. And more. Yes. And even more. Yes. And even more. Yes. And more. Yes. And more. Yes. And more. Yes. And more. And more. Yes. And even more. Yes. And more. Yes. And more. Yes. And even more. Yes. And more. Yes. And more. Yes. And even more. Yes. Now, can you give yourself approval just because that's a smart decision and it's your decision? I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be negative. Could you give yourself some approval? Yes. And could you give yourself some more approval? Yes. And could you give yourself some more approval? <clears throat> yes. And a little bit more. Yes. 
And more. Yes. And a little bit more. Yes. And more. Yes. Now, how do you feel? I feel happy. Good. More possible to turn your situation around or less possible? More possible, but I do want to say one, more possible, yes. I want to say one thing, though, because until I actually tried this, this isn't the first time I'm trying this, mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand what what was happening with the yes. So if you could explain a little bit well, about I didn't like, tell you, I didn't tell you to say yes. I just asked you, could you let go? And you said yes. <laughs> okay, so let me share my experience just for an instant. When I... When I am saying yes, I'm feeling like just like more. It's real simple. You're either going to be positive, po- more negativity is going and positivity Look, is it's coming. Real, it's real simple. Is yes positive? <laughs> yes. Huh? Yes. Okay. So why don't you just everybody just follow along? It's not so simple, not funny. I just say yes four times. Just say yes four times. Say it. Yes. 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 How do you feel? Feel good. <laughs> right. Now say no four times. No. 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 What happened? Well, I feel less le- less positive. I still feel happy from the <laughs> but but well, less. If, you kept, if you kept saying no all the time and you kept beating yourself, it won't take you long before you're down in the dumps. Yeah, and we're not just saying no. We're saying you're bad. Wow, what a failure. Yo, what a loser. Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? I'm scared. Now, who's saying that? Who's that saying? That's just a recording playing back from the past. Yeah. It's... You're stupid. You're no good. Blah, blah, blah. But my mother didn't like me. Give me or what's break. wrong? How come everyone else is and you're not yeah. Okay, like so it's all confusing, and, and it's very simple. So we got it down very simple that you can get rid of anything that bothers you in any area. You want to be a singer? We'll show you how to use a technique to get rid of any, um, you know, any I can'ts. You want to make money, be successful, use a technique to get rid of your I can'ts. Whatever it is, you have a body problem, what do you think people are doing with a body problem? Do you have anything wrong in your body? Um, yes, as a matter of fact. All right. I don't even ask you what it is. All right. Ask your mind if it knows how to resolve your body problem. It does not. All right. And you've been asking it. And you see how silly that is? But it I did tell you it, it is. It did tell you to disapprove of that part of your body. It does tell that, yes. It you does. Know, why don't yeah. you hit it with a stick and see if it gets better? <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. <laughs> After the call. Well, you've been doing it. <laughs> without realizing it, pounding on it. It's saying, hey, there's something wrong with this part of my body. Would you please fix me? So how do we fix it? We send it negative energy. It's a pocket of negative energy, so we add to the negativity so it doesn't get better. What you need to do is let the negativity go because you let go of disapproving of that part of your body right now. Yes. And more. Yes. And more. Yes. And more. Yes. And could you give that part of your body approval? Yes. Your body. Yes. Can you give it some approval? Yes, it deserves it. Can you it. give it some more approval? Yes. And more? 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 Yes. Now, how does it feel? I feel good. Check your body. Check your body part and see how it feels. Feels pretty good. Right. How fast is that? It's fast. Do I have to do it all day long? Well, I would recommend it till it goes away. <laughs> Every time your body tells you, please fix me, fix it. Don't fix it by beating it up. Okay, so here's what I think is the missing link. For someone like me, and I'll bet most people on the call are like me, the missing link would be you try it, you get results, but then you go about your life and the results go away, and then you think it didn't work. It didn't go away. 
There's just more stuff. You got, if you've got any idea how many lifetimes you've been here, <laughs> there's a lot of garbage down there, and yeah. it starts coming up. But if we show you what to do when, when it comes up, it isn't like you, you, you thought that the goodness went away. When, you see, your interest is to feel good, and you don't care about anything else. So the minute some lousy feeling comes up to leave, and every feeling wants to leave, every feeling wants to leave. They don't belong there. In order to have a quiet mind, you don't have any more feelings. It's quiet. Everything is perfect. You live in bliss all the time, and you can get things done because people do things for you when you're in love. And when you're not in love, people don't do anything for you. They go out of their way to be nasty to you. When Lester went free at first in New York City, lived in Manhattan, he never hit a red light, ever. It was always green. When he went down the West Side Highway, somehow or other the, the, the road would part, and he would go wherever he goes without it sitting in a, in a traffic jam. Those sound weird. He never had. A, he needed. He did not need a gar- garage. Policemen would give him their parking spots. Taxi cab drivers, and they didn't know why, except they felt nice about it. He wasn't manipulating them. He didn't care. It didn't matter. He, what, what was coming out of him was exuding love. So, and when you find somebody who's loving, you, you want to do whatever you can for them. It feels nice. So until the listeners get their own copy of the Abundance Technique, which they can do tonight, either by going directly to your site or on the class page, www.livingamiraculouslife.com forward slash VIP, we have a link. And also I do want to mention that um, Larry's generously generously offered a, a discount of $40, and there's a coupon code on the class page, which I just mentioned. I'll send out an email also. If you enter that coupon co- uh, coupon code, you will get the discount. So I just want, if you don't mind, Larry, so I you just have want to... Co- you have the discount code on your on your website? Yes, it's on the okay, website. Okay, great, yes. great. Okay, okay mm-hmm. so I, I just want to um, recap, if I can, just, just so that people, until they get their own copy of the course... Can mm-hmm. have some can can have something to work with. This is what I've taken out of the out of this conversation, as well as okay. a lot of fun and a very bubbly, happy feeling. But it mm-hmm. sounds like what, the core of what you're saying, if I understand it correctly, is we have mm-hmm. to be in the now. We need to be givers instead of takers. We need to get uh-huh. to a state where we don't need anything from the outside. We're just and and where we're absolutely determined to give ourselves positive and other people positive, happy feelings, basically to say yes to life instead of no, to give ourselves approval instead of disapproval, and that you've boiled that down, or Lester has, into a a, a few, including this one, very, very simple techniques that actually release that unconscious trapped energy. Well, look, if if all I just showed you right now was the whole ball of wax, I wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to buy 10 CDs and 5 bonus CDs and a workbook and all the other stuff. Or you wouldn't have to go to a weekend class as we have a weekend class. I'll be in New York in March. Is this, are you in New York? I'm in New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Well, I'm going to be in New York on, and and we have live classes all over the country. And you just go to a website, releasetechnique.com and look under live classes and you'll see them there. But I'm going to be in New York on March 19th, 20th and 21st. And I'll be doing the Los Angeles class in February 19th, 20th, and 21st. And uh, the University of Pennsylvania, by the way, has been studying the release technique. These are people that are the foremost um, experts in studying the quietness of the mind. They study people who speak in tongues. They study religions. They study the Dalai Lamas. They study meditators, yoga people. 
and they have met us and they say that they think this is the most profound technique and we're going to do some research at the university to prove it. Wow. And if you're in Los Angeles... Uh, on that time, you can come to the class, 19th, 20th, and 21st, and Mark, Mark Waldman, who is one of the experts in the world, written up in Time Magazine, Newsweek, been on 2020, CBS, uh, Oprah, all of that places, all over the place. He's going to be uh, pre, uh, 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 a presenter talking about how and how he discovered and what he discovered about how about quieting the mind. And it's going to be quite interesting. It's the first time we're doing it in Los Angeles. And um, if you go to the website, you can see where it is. And you're in, you're welcome to come. There is a tuition for it. But it's a weekend, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. But we have classes all over the country. So there's some major things happening. And we believe that some of our advanced students have a quieter mind than a monk. And we're going to put it to the test. And they, we're going to take some people down to, to the University of Pennsylvania, and they're going to do research on them. And what would be amazing is I have a, one of my teachers. She's a mother with two kids. Mothers with two kids don't generally have quiet minds than a monk who sits in a monastery and doesn't have any, uh, doesn't have the world pushing at him. No, or I, have a, I, have, I have one of the top lawyers in Texas, a litigator, who has a quieter mind then these doesn't get agitated anymore, and people like that. So that's going to be quite amazing, but we can prove it, <clears throat> not talk about it. And, and this, oh, these classes that you just mentioned are the abundance yeah. course? Yeah. So you can learn it on either at the live class or on CDs. Mm-hmm. Is one more the is the live class more effective in your experience than the CDs, <clears throat> or both are the same? Not necessarily. What it is, what we're teaching you is a skill. The more you practice it, the more you do it. It's like meditating. You know, you just can't do it in an hour. You could read a book about meditating and it would be useless to you. You have to practice it. And this mm-hmm. is a technique. You practice it and it gets better and better. And you start experiencing feeling nicer and nicer and lighter and lighter. And that's it. You want to see how high you get? I'll show you. Are you feeling pretty nice right now? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Just concentrate on your breath right now, and I'll ask you, you know, the listeners, to do it. But I just want to say something before we do that. It, the mind is a complicated thing, unless to figure out how to get into your subconscious mind. There are a lot of techniques, and there's a lot of things. So I just showed you one of them, but I, you need to learn the whole thing. You need the full boat in order to undo the mind so that you can master it. Otherwise, you're not going to master it at all. The so-called scientists say that we have 60,000 thoughts a second. So how are you going to get a quiet mind with 60,000 thoughts a second? Lester discovered how to do it. You could, <clears throat> you're not going to do it any other way. Okay? okay? And this is the way you do it. So concentrate right now on your breath. And just watch yourself breathe in <clears throat> and breathe out. Just focus right in on your breath. Breathe in. And breathe out. And breathe in. And breathe out. And in. And out. And in. And out. And now I'm just going to say a word and just go along with it. Now. 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 Now, 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 
Now? Now. Now, how do you feel, dear? That was kind of wow. It, I, it, it feels like it's, it's expanding. Right. No, and, no, it's, no, and stay I, there. I, I stay feel there. Stay there. Now, open up. Just open up, wide open. Just open up your arms, wide open. And you'll start feeling this nice, warm feeling in your chest area. You feel it? Yeah, I, I do. All right, now watch it. Now keep open. Don't close it. You see it's expanding to your stomach area right now? Yes. And it's expanding up to your throat and your chest? Yeah, it's expanding out my arms. Right. And just keep it open. Now what that is is the love that's been inside all the time is coming out. Does it feel nice? I feel a kind of excitement also. All right. Just keep letting it go. So you want to let go of the happy feelings also? Any feelings, empty it out. They're all, it gets nicer. So you don't, don't hold, to hold on, on to the happy feelings. You let them go and more comes in. That's what you you're saying? More, that's right. Because It's not more comes in, it's inside you, not out. <laughs> more comes out. It's always been there. When everybody's looking for somebody to do it for you. When I get to be famous, I'll be happy. Look at all these people. They're trying to read the look at the biography channel. They're all miserable. <clears throat> the leaves of the world. People don't notice, but you know, LBJ, president, he was a drunk. He fell down every night and fell down on his face. Most of us know about President Kennedy. He was doing drugs and all kinds of things like that. <clears throat> and here are the leaders of the world, and you know the Russians, the top the guys. They're drinking. They're drunk. Why is that? They're trying to get their happiness somewhere else, and they don't get it. It's inside you, not outside you. If they would just let go of the negativity, they would experience what they really are. You're so much bigger than what you think you are. You're not this little body and this little mind. You're way beyond that if you just find out, and it does take a practice. You're really talking about accessing that inner flow and making space for that inner flow to just keep coming out more and more. Right. And then you'd be in a now. Were you thinking about anything when I just showed you what you did? No, although I, I have to say that I felt I kind of felt like a feeling of going out into space, like with stars, but it was very cool. I wasn't thinking about it. It was just an experience. You weren't thinking about anything. You didn't have any problems. Well, if you practiced this thing and you stayed there, you wouldn't have any problems. Because you weren't thinking about anything. It was all positive. It wasn't negative, right? Right. And that's in a short time. So you're really emphasizing, which I think is really important for me and for all the listeners, that it's a practice. It's not just you can feel good in the moment, but you have to keep life keeps moving on. And like you said, we have lifetimes of stuff, so we need you to have keep plenty of testing. practicing it. You have plenty of testing. The world is testing the world seriously now. And when Lester asked me to take over and asked me to set my ego aside, he wants 10% of the planet to have this course. If we got 10% of the planet to know how to release and know how to love, we wouldn't have to blow the planet up. One positive person could lift up thousands of people. Most of the planet, I hate to say this, wants somebody to fix them. And they're going to wait forever to fix them. Nobody can fix you. You have to do it yourself. But if we had 10% of the planet, we wouldn't have to blow the planet up. And it's teetering and tottering. And look at the, the weather the weather and the animals are getting contentious. It's in accordance with what's happening to mankind. You see animals starting up with people in a normally peaceful town. I haven't They're been. being agitated by all the negative energy that's all over the place. The weather, look at the weather, is going crazy. 
the weather definitely. It has to do with man's contentiousness. So, you know, Mother Nature has its faults. So if you live in California and you find a fault, don't dwell on it. My husband, just, my husband just started cracking up. I heard him from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'd like to hang out for quite a while longer. Maybe I will make it to the New York course. But I want to thank you so much, Larry. It's been, it's been illuminating, and it's also mm-hmm. been a, really a lot of fun. It's so fun I've got to a big release. smile it's on my pain- face. It's I'm fun sorry? to release. It's not painful at all. It's fun. You just got to do it. And if you're really interested in having all the happiness in your life, having all the money in your life, having everything you want in life, having a perfect relationship, having a healthy body, what would that take for you to get there? You'd have to give up your Mahjong game? Come on. You'd have to give up Super Bowl Sunday or whatever it is that people think is important to them. Come on. you got one life to live, and you might as well live it in, in, in peace and harmony. And if you have an opportunity to do this thing, don't just sit there in your chair. Do something about it. You gotta don't sit on your assets, invest in yourself because the more you invest in yourself, the more yourself appreciates. And the more you appreciate yourself. And if you can't love yourself, I'm sorry, you're not gonna have any abundance in the world. You're not. You're gonna have nothing but misery. But just and what you and what you put out is what you get to keep. Let's just all remember though that we have a tech we have a this is this is a technique that can help us uncover what's keeping us or release what's keeping us from yeah, loving. Easy. So not not to get upset about, you know, wherever we are if we are not yet loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well one last thing I could do is I'll put you on a worry free diet and all your <laughs> all your viewers can follow along, right? <laughs> okay. Now in a worry free diet, you know, I'm Normally, what people do is, with Jewish people, eat a thing called matzo ball soup. Some of you may not know that, or whatever it is, but we're not going to put you on matzo ball soup. We're going to put you on not-so-bad soup. Not-so-bad. <laughs> so whatever I say to you, you say not-so-bad, okay? Okay. That's a worry-free diet, all right? <laughs> okay. Oh, I got bad hair day today. Not-so-bad. I mean, you know, the world is, I don't know, I can't seem to get what I want. Not-so-bad. I mean, and I don't have, I don't not make it enough money. Not so bad. And things are not coming my way. Not so bad. And my husband looked at me weird. <laughs> not so bad. He's not doing what I want him to do. Not so bad. <laughs> How do you feel? Sorry. I'm depressed. <laughs> I think I'm starting to lose it. <laughs> sound as crazy to the listeners it sounds to me it seems like this actually works <laughs> that's who you are it's funny it's a big joke the whole thing is a joke it's a joke it you really know that we is. i think i think we all need you to sit and ask us these, these ask yourself the same question when your ego starts to give you a hard time saying that's so bad when your best friend starts to tell you how it's raining outside and the weather is terrible, you say, not so bad. Come and say it to yourself because if you say it out loud, they think you're nuts. You say, not so bad. Not so bad. I just lost some money in the stock market. Not so bad. How does it help you to beat yourself up? How does it help you to get mad about it? Is it going to get you your money back? 
No. When you bang your foot against the wall and you beat it up, does it get better? It gets worse. <laughs> you say, not so bad, not so bad. <laughs> I think I have to get myself under control here. <laughs> not so okay, bad. well, <laughs> all right, so... I know that I know that Larry says in his recordings and probably in his live classes he didn't say it tonight in so many words but he always says take it you don't have to believe me take it for checking so I just took it for checking it was really a lot of fun and I'm going to take it for checking some more because Good. if um if it works if it works in my own life when Larry's not coaching me directly if it works half as well a quarter a quarter as well it's worth making the time to make it a practice so mm-hmm. anyway one more time you can get the link and the uh, and the discount code um, from the website www.livingamiraculouslife.com forward slash VIP. Larry, thank you so much. It was so much fun, and um, not so bad. Onward and upward. Not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good okay. night. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Good night to all the listeners, Bye. and thank you. And we'll be back again next week with more. Wonderful, amazing classes. In the meantime, practice, yes, it's not so bad, and go and get your copy of the release technique. Thank you, dear. Okay, good night, Larry. Bye-bye.